For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you lost your touch to whistle? That's another thing that goes with age. Jordan Speed, two weeks in a row. You can't get moving. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Add that to the list, huh? That's another thing that doesn't work. Ability to whistle (laughs) downhill. And that isn't your major concern, but but it's one, you know. You know, you can't. If the dog gets loose, if you have a dog, you yeah. can't whistle for the dog, you know. So, so I want to start with Pebble Beach. Is that, oh, you want to tell me how hot it is in Fort Myers, right? No. It's, well, it's 84. 84. Yeah. What are yeah. we? Are we, we're, we're, we, we going to sneak above zero today or not? Nope. I think we're about zero now. Not till tomorrow. I think the okay. daytime high today is going to be four below, I believe. The I other day, when Joe, when we were 16 below, just for giggles, in the middle of the afternoon, I checked and Fort Myers was 85. Oh. So mm-hmm. we had a little 101 degree difference there. And, Southern Florida and Palm Desert are the two it's, habitable places in the country wow, right now. Where did this uh, where did this storm come from? She's the vortex, buddy. The polar vortex. And boy, we got a break because uh, she didn't get sucked up straight straight uh, from the south and give us twenty inches of snow to go with the uh, freezing cold. So yeah. that that was good. That's a break. Because uh, just I, a minute, just a minute. What? You all right? Oh, never mind. I thought I heard something. Oh, I thought I was. That's the second thing to go. A raccoon? A raccoon trying to get in? They're Uh, living in the shed in the back. (laughs) I bet they are. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't checked to see if our. Somehow our door comes open every once in a while. (laughs) Every spring you go out there, oh, nobody's checked in six weeks. You go out there, there's got to be a family of fox or something (laughs) living in here. You kind of go in and go, ah, and then run. Wait and see if something comes charging out or not uh, i wanted to make a jordan spieth comment okay because i want to talk golf too but go ahead well for two weeks in a row he's been in the hunt but he can't hit a fairway no it is amazing he cannot hit a fairway and uh and he hits it i think he's trying to hit it longer don't you because i saw him when he did hit it in the fairway he was hitting at three bills uh close i think he's i think he thinks he's got to get up at least within 40 yards of the big hitters, and and uh, that leads to hitting it crooked. Was it Saturday that he hit that eagle shot? I yep. watched a little yes. bit. Oh, that was yeah. a great shot. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, That that's what survived. That's what allowed him to survive Saturday when he wasn't hitting it that great. But he's putting again, so. We're going to another one of my favorite courses now. We're going to Riviera. That's my favorite. But yeah. let me tell you this. Pebble Beach mm-hmm. used to be such a huge event 
the Dwayne Netlin, the great Dwayne Netlin, who, yep. by the way, as you point out, would have described last weekend as frosty, frosty. in the paper, would have called it frosty. <laughs> even even in August preseason games, the field was frosty. Frosty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he had about a seven or eight year run where he covered Pebble Beach for this for the Minneapolis Morning Tribune. Oh boy, he would. To, you know, to I've decide got this, this one, is yeah. a horribly. Uh, I think there was some uh, free stuff out there that ah. Nettie enjoyed. Joe, yesterday, this weekend, their field, no top tens, uh, only a very few in the top 30s. Mm-hmm. They had, here's how bad their field was. Dustin was supposed to play, but then he won in Saudi Arabia and didn't want to fly, so he didn't fly in. Their field was so bad, they, I didn't realize this, they award FedEx points on the strength of the field, not mm-hmm. not because you're a prestigious event like Pebble mm-hmm. Beach. It's the strength of the field. And and two weeks ago at Torrey Pines, or was it last week at Torrey Pines, they had a 54. They, the, the winner got 54 points. The winner yesterday at Pebble Beach got 30 points, the same as the Sanderson Farms event from last fall. Wow. Because wow. of the, the bad field they have. Well, what now, do you attribute this bad field to? Well, generally speaking, I used to think I, I, I attributed it to the declining field to the fact that you had to play with a amateur, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, these egotistical SOBs don't <laughs> uh, don't want to do that. And that's why Palm Springs, you know, had to, like, lower itself to four rounds instead of five because nobody wanted to play four rounds with the amateurs anymore. But that was not the case this year because there were no amateurs because of the COVID. So, that, so I was reading up on it, trying to figure it out over the weekend, uh, it's a crowded schedule once you're done here. Most of them prefer to play Riviera and Torrey Pines over Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is too cold in the at this time of year. They don't like the fact that it's rarely over 60 degrees, although it was gorgeous until yesterday. Yep. But and it they, the schedule's busy, so it's become a tournament that they skip. And uh, it's, you know... Boy, I'd go just for the scenery. I mean, Tiger played for years, you know, with uh, Noah uh, the Begay, right? What didn't he make yeah. him his partner? Mm-hmm. But once he once he quit being a pro, but uh, they, I, I realized it. I, I it never occurred to me. Okay, where's Kepka? Where's you know Kepka won last week? Why is he not here? And uh, you know, what's is DeChambeau hurt? By the way, he hasn't played in a he month. He hasn't played in a while. Yeah, I don't and, know. And and. Uh, uh, but it's a it's kind of sad because that's as a kid being introduced to golf, uh, watching golf in the late fifties. We always watched Pebble Beach. That was one of the you know the because they you know the you liked having the celebrities and everybody played in the thing. And now it's uh, I, I was reading a couple of good uh, commentaries on how the the uh, the. They are so intent on making this an international game, you know, with the Olympics and the WGC events and, uh, you know, to make the the PGA Tour a uh, international <laughs> thing that they're letting these guys, they're letting the weekly events die on the vine, you know. 
Apparently, they like the waste management in Phoenix better than this one, too. So, DeChambeau played in uh, in the desert. He did play in the desert. The one that okay. Dustin won. No. Okay. He finished tied for 18th. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, a lot of them didn't. Uh, oh, that's where he was. He was over uh, He was over making that money where they get appearance money. You know? Right. What and, kind of appearance know. money do they get? Eh, About a mill. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Uh, Dustin. Really? Tiger used to get three. Ooh, jeez. To wow. just tee it up. And, uh, and they're paying for everything. Yeah. And then they, but the prize, the big prize money is way lower. Their prize money for that Saudi invitational or whatever it was that Dustin won is only the total prize money was a million and a half or something. Rook, what would it cost uh, to get you to show up for an event like that? What what would be the Rook's talent fee? Double sausage red Savoy pizza, I think, (laughs) would uh, probably uh, where I am. Free lodging at Craigan's? He's done (laughs) that. He's played his game. He's done that. He's played his I've lowered my standards a bit. He's made his appearances doing that. uh, Actually, that came up. Uh, Sales guy (laughs) was in here on Friday when Rook and I were were talking about Craigan's and how, you know, even though Rook almost took him out, he right. still decided to advertise, you know, with us. Even though Rook almost killed him. <laughs> Come on back, Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Joe, one other thing about uh, uh, Pebble Beach is the 18th. Remember that daunting 18th? Mm-hmm. It's only like 537 planted, mm-hmm. and they they can't build a new island behind no, the. That'd be tough. Because yeah, the, yeah, the other green is uh, the 17th green is right on the other side of that cove, so. But they they wanted people to, you know, they want people to be making birdies, and so they can't make it a par four. So they, you know, that that used to be. Oh man, will he get it past the tree up there? And uh, is Pebble Beach the one? Now they all get home. Is Pebble Beach the one where Tigers won the U.S. Open by twenty some strokes? Or is that the same court? Yeah, okay. Fifteen strokes. He was twelve under, and Ernie was three over to finish second. Boys, uh, I was there staying in the Joe Suchere cabin when Joe Suchere didn't go. Boys, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> seals crapping in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joe. You might want to gas up today. The largest oil refinery in North yeah. America is shutting down because of Arctic conditions that have disrupted power, water, and fuel supplies across Texas. Oh. Motiva Enterprises, LLC, is halting operations at its refinery in the Port Arthur, that, Texas. That'll last a day, but it, it will not prevent them from raising prices 25 already, cents a it's gallon. It's already going high. Because for a day... I filled this morning uh, in Bloomington. So. What rock and roller is from Port Arthur, Texas? No longer with us. Buddy Holly. Nope. He's somewhere in Texas. Right? Janice Joplin. Oh, 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 that's right. God, I loved her. Yeah. She was. Uh, or she choke on a piece of meat? No, or you're thinking she, of I think she, Lady Bird or what the yeah. hell? What was oh, that what? big girl in the Mamas and Papas? Mamas and Papas. Mama Cass. Mama, Mama Cass. Cass. Okay. No, she, she choked on thousands of drugs. Right. <laughs> Methamphetamines <laughs> is what I think she choked God. on. I don't know. She uh, she took her. Do you ever see that documentary on the the train trip across Canada mm-hmm. when they yes. were? Oh, yes. God. Her yeah. and her. There was how many seven, eight hardcore rock and rollers, and they were going across Canada on this and making appearances at all these places, and they weren't getting their full eight hours after the uh, after the performance. There were some uh, chemicals floating around. Pat, you're reminding me of the really colorful story Kenny told us about the Go Go's last Thursday when we were discussing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, we're certainly not going to tell that on the air. <laughs> 
They were uh, they like to have fun backstage. Let's just put it that way. The go-go's, Sometimes the go-go's Kenny's had some experiences. <laughs> Sometimes I'd like to have the lie detector on him. But yeah, that's okay. exactly what yeah. Joe said. Pat, I've said that. I don't believe any of it. Any I of it. I believe some of it. I, I don't believe any of it. embellishment for Kenny. Well, plus, you know, you can be backstage and the Go-Go's can be there. And you can be so full of hallucinogenics and the like. Sure. That you imagine all this stuff is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. do you have to apply the dark star rule to Kenny Olsen when asked... Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you know if he's telling the truth? Yeah, my, Who gives uh, a damn? <laughs> my wife had buddies in the uh, the female side of the local media who were... How can he... How does he know if... I, your husband's such good friends with... Dark, how does he know if he's telling the truth? <laughs> Tell him, what difference does it make? <laughs> you guys know the one, see at the fair, you know that's true. See at the that's fair. true. Yes. Joe knows, do you need a roof? He knows that's no, true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, see at the fair. I think, I think oh a fair percentage is true. Yeah. Was that at the Metrodome, see at the fair? See yes, the fair. that was in the press yep, box. In the press box. <laughs> the dude had about three teeth. <laughs> And he was just he was just fanning on Dark, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Dark was nice to him. He wasn't mean. He listened no. to him, and then his his salutary his, his see his you sign later off, yeah. sign yeah. off was see you at the fair. See you at the fair. <laughs> and it was just a snapshot in time that was bleeping hilarious. Yep. See you at the fair. Oh man. <laughs> Anywho, we don't have a lot of sports to talk about, Pat, hey, because well, we, we got no basketball. Wait a teams. minute, the Timberwolves are red hot. They, yeah, they won they, a game. Huh? They won one and almost won another one. See, yeah, yeah that's they, almost a winning streak and for Timberwolves. On the road, they win, and uh, the cat, the big cat's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he's, you know, he's. Uh, I mean, he lost his mother to uh, COVID, and apparently some other relatives and. It's and then uh, he had it, it. any any situation. Uh, he's he's having a hard time focusing on basketball, but uh, he he does make them better. That's for sure. And uh, I watched a little bit last night. That Edwards kid, that was he's pretty quick. impressive. He's a, he's impressive. He better be too, because Lamelo's great. Yeah, that uh, the guard that they didn't take the the one ball brother who's really a baller, and then. Uh, and then Wiseman was pretty good too. So actually, I have some post Super Bowl news. Oh, the daughter of the Tiffany oh, designer who designed the Vince Lombardi Trophy wants Tom Brady to apologize for tossing it from his boat to uh, Gronk's boat. She wants an apology that that was not a respectful way to treat the trophy. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope well, she's enjoying lady. her 15 seconds yeah. of fame. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, who would have contacted? She must have what gone on. Sports Illustrated had a story online about it. Or the Daily yeah. Mail. She okay. must have called them. She yeah. might have called somebody or, or went on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to get another word. I get sick of social media. I hate that thing. What what else? Joe has we... a colorful word that what he else? likes to but call he, those but he platforms. But can't do it in. You no. can't do it in public. No. <laughs> Boy, it is amazing, though, what Twitter did to the Trump message, isn't it? Oh. Mm-hmm. God almighty, it's incredible. Oh He's got to be just, like, going insane. I mean, he can call up Fox and do an interview and stuff, but it's, I mean, it's it's incredible how much <laughs> that was relied upon and how much that was uh, 
that was, you know, I wonder what Don's saying. You knew where to go. And now, you know. Okay, serious question. Will there, e- will there even be a Trump library? Unless he builds it himself. Because it'll just have to be full of tweets. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The, uh, if documents. Twitter allows it. He'll he'll probably put it in a Mar-a-Lago, won't he? To have, have people to you know somewhere. So I guess he was. Uh, I guess we had a big celebration down there with him and his acolytes when they when he got acquitted. Well, we we kind of knew that was happening, didn't we? I think so. that uh, it would be fun to play J.L. Coven on that, Chris. I'm trying to look uh, for because <laughs> uh, Trump thanked his lawyers, one of whom couldn't speak English. <laughs> I did wonderful. not watch much of it, but I hear that the, before they brought in the real guy uh, for the final summation, they were in trouble. Uh, yeah. Originally, they had a couple of real nitwits, huh? Ru- Rudy style. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, I see Coven's doing Mitch McConnell now as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the problem with with COVID, even though they're hilarious, sometimes you know the, he he'll, he'll include a word that's not safe for. Well, uh, you gotta you can you can scissors that out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I can't. What, what, how I'll play ago? Mitch McConnell then. All right. right. Okay. Uh, this would be it's not bad. Happy Valentine's Day uh, from Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Now we've finished <laughs> with the. Second impeachment, President Trump, <laughs> which I thought was unconstitutional. So I chose to not convert, even though the Senate had decided it was constitutional three days earlier. His face is perfect. But since when am I expected to be consistent? But with the trial over, I'm optimistic and ready to work, President Joe Biden, and in the spirit of love, I want to say Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My wife Elaine got me a box of chocolates and said that I'm the goat. Okay. What? And I threw the chocolates back in Elaine's face. <laughs> the goat, greatest of all time. Said, yeah. I'm not a goat. I'm the turtle god. <laughs> and don't you forget it. <laughs> and as she cried, because I had upset her, I became very turned on. <laughs> and we made passionate, passionate love <laughs> to celebrate the impeachment trial being over. <laughs> And Valentine's Day, because as the country suffers and my wife cries, I become very passionate. <laughs> wow! Thank you, thank you, yeah. dear Mitch. Yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, I have one sports question. I'm ready, and I'm not a basketball guy. But I know that the NBA, what does it mean when they warn LeBron James about uh, flopping? He uh, was flopping. warned officially by the NBA, uh, and there was a video I saw because, of it where... Because, yeah, you can get fined substantially or suspended for flopping. Okay. It's, uh, this is a new rule this year? 
No, it's been, it's been around public. a couple okay, of years. Okay. I was unaware uh, of that. You know, actually, it's it's been pretty effective. You don't see nearly yeah. as much in the NBA as you do in college in basketball. In fact, Rook, when uh, I believe it was Adam Silver, maybe might have been even before that, but when he wanted to uh, institute this in the league, Royce, wanted to call it the Shashevsky Shis- rule. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. The Duke rule. Say, uh, Joe. Yes. So I went to the 10-year-old boy's... I got in on one of the two parental tickets, yep. the 10-year-old boys hockey game. Oh boy. On uh Saturday, uh, Sunday morning against uh, Hated Cottage Grove. Ooh. Uh the uh, East Ridge Raptors against the uh Cottage Grove. And he got two out of the they got seven. They beat him 7 and all. Oh, and he got two. I I'd, I'd heard rumors that he'd scored some goals. I didn't quite believe him, but uh the first one, he was kind of in, and he put it on his left hand, and then threw it back, and you know, a little, little nice little play. Yeah. But Stuff. the second one, which was I think their seventh goal, there was all kinds of. He was standing somewhere near the net. He weighs, you know, he's a sixty-nine pound bruiser, <laughs> yep. and he was, you know, kind of like Dino standing yeah, right in front there of the junk. net. And the ball and the puck came over and popped and landed right in front of him. Yeah. And he just. Well, it was easy, easy He just pickings. tapped it in, and I, I was saying, are you going to take that one? Yeah. <laughs> that one, he tried to make me, conv- he tried to convince me it was rolling when he knocked it in. Yeah. He, he wouldn't admit it was a cupcake. <laughs> he wouldn't admit it was a cupcake. So he's he's learned about hockey more, you know, never admit it was as easy as right, it looked, right? right? So, uh, but uh, he got... Uh, Oh, he's probably to, watching the videos of all those guys going through mm-hmm, their legs and mm-hmm. uh, Crosby and uh, Ovechkin. I said, I'm gonna, I was going to give you five bucks for each goal. Here's five for the first one. I'm not giving you five for the second one. It was too easy. <laughs> too, easy. <laughs> too easy. That was a big Plus, it was number seven. They weren't even playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Were we socially distancing at the hockey game? It wasn't bad. I mean, they only are letting... There was a nice little bunch of Cottage Grove people, but they got... 13, 14 players, and they each get two tickets. And I'd I, like to watch a kid play basketball, but I have not been allowed to. Oh, no? so they Do they not let even the parents in then? No, two parents. Well, tell one of the parents to stay well, home one of those let days, grandpa I'm sure, watch. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure one of those days that'll come up. We had a big discussion today of uh, with, uh, I was talking to Judd earlier about, we were, we were, you know, in addition to other reasons for the decline of basketball attendance for the Gophers, I mean, this year it's the pandemic, obviously, and hockey compared to back when, you know? Yep. I think it's the 40-year-olds who used to go to games are too parental, too spend all their time with the watching the kids. There is that. I don't think, you know, that... The, the crowd that Musselman brought in in the 70s, which was 35-year-old, you know, from 25 to 35 and 40, all those 35-year-olds, they ain't going now. You know, the, this generation of 35-year-olds are... It's a full-time job. Got, you got to go to the kids' hockey game. Mm-hmm. When my brother was the quarterback for Fulda in 1958... The old man didn't even go to the games if they were more than ten. If it wasn't Slayton, <laughs> right. you know, they'd go, "Hey, how'd you come out?" You know, it was, you know, there How was, was no game? parental urgency to be at every contest. So I think it's, uh, I think it's the, uh, it's just generational's part of it. Too. I don't think my mother ever saw a game. I think my mom 
might have that was one my my brother was a, the football quarterback he was a starter in basketball he wasn't great but he was a starter on a good team uh he was the he, baseball you know he played the outfield and pitched he gave up the longest home run in the history of fold off george <laughs> mckay and laverne i saw that one it's still flying and he ran track and he was real good in track my mother might have saw him three, four times, you know. That's it. And uh, and the old man, we go the he'd go the home games, but uh, you know, and Slayton's only twelve miles away. He'd go to that. I wonder but, if the twins are going to be thankful that they weren't allowed to have fans, just based on crime last summer alone. I wonder how, how much that'll affect. Because they're going to have fans to start the season. Do you think? Yeah, they said what? Uh, I didn't see. They, they think they. Oh, uh, spring training is going to be twenty five hundred. Okay. But, so I would guess. I would guess they're going to try to put ten thousand in there. Would they pack in at Daytona about thirty thousand? They had thirty five thousand. Yeah. Twelve of whom were still there when they finally started it after a five and a half hour rain. How delay. about right. that wreck, though? Wow. This guy, I I didn't see it because I assumed they'd cancel it. I mean, postponed it till today. But this guy's driving like you and me through the Lowry Tunnel, just cruising along, and all of a sudden, everybody in front of him crashes. And hey, I right. won! Right, look at me. <laughs> Some guy nobody'd ever heard of, McDowell, he won. But uh, are we blaming Keselowski? I don't. I I forgot who initiated the crash. I just saw the highlight of it this 20th morning. Twentieth anniversary of Dale uh, oh. dying. It's amazing, though. You go back and look at Dale's crash, and a guy just you know kind of taps yeah. into a wall. And you see these guys blowing up on fire, and they all walk away. There was a special yesterday on E60 did a, a, a piece on Dale and basically described that very thing and, and how it killed him. And it was it was oh, pretty it graphic. His neck. Yeah. Well, I'm just seeing it right now. That is a wreck. Oh God, yeah, it was terrible. The aerial view of. Well, last year, uh, when did we? Uh, they killed a guy there two years ago, right? At Daytona. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Who was it? Because in. Tony Stewart was upside down. Oh, and, that's right. And, uh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and he walked away. But uh, I think, I think. Oh, maybe we haven't killed a guy there since Dale. I don't know. Maybe that's right. What I'm thinking of is uh, 20 years ago when Dale died. Tony Stewart was upside down on the backside and lived. So. Mm-hmm. So I was there like, for that one. That's the last Daytona I covered. Yeah, I'm going to pull a cannon here. The 10 car hit the 48 car. <laughs> okay. And that's what started the whole. Okay. And I don't know who those guys are. Mm-hmm. There is a Wikipedia page devoted to the list of Daytona International Speedway fatalities. And the last one listed for NASCAR is Dale in Dale? 2001. Okay. Yeah. But it has several others that are unrelated to NASCAR. Well, what then. improvements have they made in those cars? Well, the Hans device alone, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, well, it they was around, the but device. it wasn't he mandated. He, yeah. was, he was, I don't even have his seatbelt on. <laughs> well, because basically the way that they, this doctor broke it down was saying, well, with his helmet on and him traveling at that rate of speed, his head basically weighed 100 pounds and his neck just couldn't sustain the weight at that speed. We had no wow. idea what happened. I was, we were, Lennox Rollins, my buddy, and I were still sitting in the, standing in the press box waiting for the post-game press conferences to come on. And I can't remember who it was, had finished second or third or something, not Dale Jr. finished second that day. And Waltrip won it. And somebody said, who had 
looked into Dale's car, one of the other drivers said, how's Dale doing? And how's Dale doing? The woman doing the interviews. And she said, and he said, uh, I better, I'm not the person to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And Lennox, who covered a lot of NASCAR, says, let's go. There's, wow. something, there's in, something bad this here. This is going to be the story. we got to get over there. And uh, and when by the time we got over there, which took like 15 minutes, uh, walking across the track, and then he, there was like panic. And then Dave You could Ferroni, tell something was going Dave on. Dave Ferroni was a PR guy for, uh, I don't know who then, but he was put bottled. And he came back over and said, he's dead. Wow. He said to us, he didn't say it loud, but he said, uh, he said to Lennox and I, that we, he said, he's dead. And then, <laughs> now what? Wow. And everybody's leaving the track, not thinking anything of it. They have no idea. Mm, wow. That, you know, it was. Well, uh, yeah, this is before Twitter. This is before all that stuff. Have you covered Daytona every year? No, I've covered it. You just happened to be there that year. Four or five times. Yeah, I don't know why I covered it that year. We stopped covering it then. But see, in late 90s, early 2000s, NASCAR was the thing. Yeah, it was, it was huge. The, it was the sport that all the sponsors wanted to be part of, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Now it's now we're anti-car. So I think they should go back to the beach. I think that'd be oh, fun uh, to watch. Wouldn't it be great? They yeah. should at least have some race there. But I would imagine the uh, people worried about the ecology would not uh, <laughs> not uh, not be too happy with ripping up the beach by uh, like that. But uh, it, it is amazing. That's where it started, isn't it? Yeah. As recently as what the mid fifties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first, the first two or three were held on the beach. Yeah, yeah. That's too. I do. I do say though, Dale is obviously the most memorable. But second was Petty accusing me of being a communist because I was from Minnesota when I was in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Petty's still around, man. He's got to be late eighties, doesn't he? So was Mario Andretti. Yeah, Mario was. I got to spend a day with Mario because of Patty Reed. Oh, yeah? Patty Reed was his uh, PR person after she left the Norm Green Empire. And uh, I was in Cleveland with the twins, and Mario was there for that. They had that race down there at the airport, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the old airport. And Mario was there for that Grand Prix as a, uh, as a car owner and... Rode around with him for seven, eight hours that day, making PR appearances and stuff like that. Really good guy. Richard hmm. Lee Petty, born July 2nd, 1937. He's 83 years old in Level Cross, North Carolina. And worse hearing than Sid. <laughs> he's got, he's, a, and you, I think he's got a better excuse, though, too, yeah, right? Being in those cars for 100 years. So. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, just I, just the one kid, right? Just Kyle was the only one that went out. No, no, the one got killed. Adam. Oh, that's the kid right. got killed when he was twenty two or three or that's something. Right. Like. No, that was a grandkid. That's yes. Kyle's kid. That's that Kyle's kid that died. That got yeah, killed. you're right. Yeah, you're that's right. Kyle's okay. kid that got killed. Yeah, Adam. So, and he was supposed to be really good, wasn't he? A really big shot up and comer too when he died. Joe, isn't it amazing the way auto racing in general used to treat death? Yeah. When we Look were at Formula One in the seventies, yeah, we were just oh, well, yeah. Time to yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. it's in. It's a part of the risk. Yeah. Well, Formula One was a bloodbath. Oh yeah. The uh, 
they finally put the drivers finally put their feet down and said, "This has got to stop." Oh yeah, they'd send them out there in the in the rain. I think and... Santa getting killed had a lot to do oh, with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the uh, what's the movie? The good movie that they had uh, just now? Oh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was you know the the hero of that movie got killed in test driving. So. But that wasn't as good as the Ron Howard film. What's the one I'm thinking of from about five years ago? Was that the Senna movie? Um, well, I saw the Senna documentary. It's great. I didn't. Did you see a dramatized? No, this this was a it? this was a movie in the theater. I went to see. It was, Rush. Uh, yeah, Rush. Yeah. Rush. Oh, okay. 2013. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, yeah. Senna was god in Brazil, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the cars. Uh, 2006, Speedy McQueen. <laughs> that was a lightning, 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 no, lightning McQueen. No, no. That yeah, that's a, a big hit in our that house. The kids Joe. love that one. Oh, yeah. that kids right? love that. Cars. Well, the race cars talk to each other, Joe. You see, really? they, they, yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's really neat. See, lightning gets humbled though when he has to go to the canyon to meet with the old right. the old race drivers, yeah, like yeah. the Wilfred Brimley of cars. Boy, <laughs> you know, having kids very young and long ago, it was it was simpler, you know, because there were. You had underdog on at noon. Yep. <laughs> underdog. And, and uh, you had about two cartoons. Maybe Tom and Jerry. There were no movies. There were no oh. anime. There was three animated movies, you know. They'd roll out A Wizard of Oz in the fall. Yeah. And then you'd see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah and, but, and you'd have a couple of animated movies, and that, that was it. You know, yeah, Sesame you Street. You had Sesame Street. Yeah, well, we had Sesame but Street. But see, now the game is not only, Pat, do they become obsessed with the movie, but then it's we have to go to Legoland to buy the Lego set. Of, okay. Because right now, William is going through the Harry Potter phase, okay. which is great because it's you know he's reading and it's, it's fantastic. Right, right. But she's got to get the Harry Potter Lego series sets. And I said, well, what, why? No, see, you don't. That's what I said. You, know, you don't need to no. do that. It's you know, yesterday. It's yesterday. I was just talking about that. <laughs> the parents now say, no, you don't get it. Okay, kid? Maybe for you your know, birthday. You know, it'll be a surprise. Go out and play on the corner of the street in the sand like you're supposed to. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> but the only problem is I do say no, but then they go ask mom. Oh, yeah, you're okay. overridden there yeah, at that d- point. So what, what, do I, what am I supposed to Not do? Not much you can do. Why... Are we so driven to get along with our kids? That's the problem. You know, yeah. you don't have to be friends of your kids. No. You got to be the. You got to be the fail safe. No, you no, can't you do that. That's talk. Too, You're a big that's sissy. True. I'm a big guy. Give it to order you around. My kid's that. driving around in a you a hoverboard from China that he used on my credit card. And he doesn't. He gets what was away his with line it. the other day? Credit cards. I may have. I may have. No, 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 no. Oh. When you guys were you were doing something, you were doing tile work or something like that. What did Gabe say to you and the wife? I'm not part of the renovation. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he now? He's 16. He just got his license. Wow. I'm not part of the renovation. <laughs> we're just grouting tile upstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, he doesn't uh, lift a finger. You are raising the next Bernie Madoff. That's what you're raising. <laughs> Uh, there's an he has an Ameritrade account, and the bill come. I, it's not a bill; it's a statement. Come, I've never opened it. It's yeah. in my name, and he's the he's the guy. Mm-hmm. So it's in both of our names, and I have no idea. Well, I'm afraid to ask him. I hope he says was, Bitcoin. Was he in on uh, Was he in on the explosion of the 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 GameStop? Was he in? On oh, the, GameStop. He was not. No, he he did, he, he did not. not. I told him he should have, but he said. 
it's already gone up, so I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. buying in now. Too late. Uh, this courtesy of Dave Schwartz from Care Eleven Sports. You can now officially bet on whether Tom Brady will apologize for throwing the Lombardi Trophy via bet online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yes is minus four hundred, and no is plus two fifty right now. If you want to bet on whether Tom so Brady's going to apologize, minus four hundred means I have to bet four hundred to make a hundred. Yes. So they're betting he apologizes, and if he does, shame on him. Don't. No. Don't cave into this woman. I, there's no way. I don't think. I don't think he will. It was a hell of a highlight. Oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah. What? It only would have been better if they didn't catch it. <laughs> it yes. Fell into the drink. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's? Uh, who did we have? Break the. What trophy did we? Oh, Wisconsin when they won the. the ba- uh, they won the, the bowl X. game. They, no, they won the bowl game. Uh, the tr- down in Charlotte. Or, oh, and they dropped the trophy. Yeah, Mertz, oh, Mertz oh. the quarterback, broke the trophy in a thousand pieces. It was like oh, a, so it was glass. What was the name of that? It was some st- Duke's mayonnaise. Oh, Duke's mayonnaise. Yes, it's yes. a giant mayonnaise jar. Yeah, he dropped the he dropped the Duke's mayonnaise trophy. <laughs> so it'll never be the same. Uh, Joe, I was down on the prairie last Monday, as I told you. Yeah. Uh the photographer that I hired from the Murray County News, ah. Sheila Crowley. Yeah. Uh, Crowley's are, there's lots of them down there. Yeah. Uh, the Good Farm family. Now, she's uh, married to a Crowley. But uh, they graduated in 1981 with 81 seniors at Fulda High School. Wow. Okay. And we now have 17. Isn't that something? Uh, so, the, wow. the, and it's People are saying, "Why? It's farms. It's you know. You know, they, they don't, you know what else they're doing down there now? Hmm. I saw this. You know, my old man was the number one thing in his life was, are there going to be pheasants next year? Mm-hmm. When the store, you know, the you know, wanted to make sure there was still a little corn out there for him when they got done picking in the in the fall. And you, of course, always had the fence line for the pheasants to hang out because yep. there was always weeds there. 80% of the farms you see now don't have fence lines. They they plow them right to the ditch, and the little ditch. So they've taken away that because they can make enough money. They take them, they, they get an extra probably with not having any fence line. I don't know how much they get an extra number of square yards out of their plants, but uh, they have no concern for the pheasants down there anymore, Joe. Which <laughs> How are we really doing with the pheasant population? They ain't doing where that damn, yeah. you know, especially uh, they don't leave a kernel of corn for them to eat, and now they're taking away the weed patches where they could hang out in the uh, winter and uh, eat a few seeds, you know, mm-hmm. or something off the plants and, you know, maybe survive. So now you got snow-covered, 20 below, Weed patches reduced by a by eighty percent, and uh, no corn to eat. I don't know how any of them ever make it through the winter. Yeah, but we were uh, that was that was our big concern all the time. Was uh, love to eat them. Love to eat them. That's why a few cats might have met their demise there. Uh, <laughs> you know, just just accidentally be having to be walking in the wrong ditch. <laughs> how are you going to find a dead cat? Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. So, well, okay, lad. Yeah, 
Is that going to do it for covered. today? Well, what do we got? I mean, we, we got nothing. Got it's 20 diddly. below. It, yeah. It's 20 below, and uh, it's uh, it's frosty outside, and... Uh, you're right, Joe. I mean, let's let's play a hockey game so we can. Oh, we should mention the uh, tomorrow night. Gophers right? got revenge oh, on Notre right. Dame. Yep. They won twice. Yep. yep. I think they're a number one seed, and will probably make the Frozen Four. Where and, is it this year? Do we know? Uh, Pittsburgh, I think. Okay. It's got to be coming back here one of these years, though, right? You would think. It hasn't been here for a while. And uh, they have no idea how they're going to make up all our hockey teams' games, right? Nope. Start tomorrow night, and you've missed six, I believe. And they just stay out on the West Coast. And yeah. Didn't weird. Arizona just wrap up their seven-game stretch with St. Louis? Tonight. Tonight's game the last seven, one. Game seven, yes. Okay. And I didn't realize the reason they did that is because Colorado wasn't playing, and we weren't playing. And What else they, are you going to do? They, they had yeah. no other opponents to play. So. And it does make it easier with no fans. You don't have to move tickets around and all that stuff. They so. played four in St. Louis and three in Arizona. Wow. And Arizona, of course— the crowds with or without pandemic are hard to, to dis, <laughs> right. you know, to separate because uh, they don't pack them in for hockey down there. So, yeah, but that's good. Hey, this was a treat, Joe, and uh, and uh, let's get a little. Let's get in the twenties here before the week's over. What do you say? Let's saying? get you a second shot so you can go to your estate. Yes, uh, next week I won't be at the estate, but the week following that I hope to be. So when do we report? Pitchers and catchers and Thursday. Oh boy! And meanwhile, the uh, English, the England variant is going nuts in Florida, and we're hoping, and they're they're. They're suspecting that the South African will soon join. Oh, join. good. So, well, good. okay. Are we supposed to be protected against those because we're getting the shots? It's supposed to increase our odds. Good. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a, it's, mean uh, increase your odds for survival. Increase your odds of not getting it, yes. Right. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, especially when you're in fighting condition like you and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, very good. (laughs) I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $791. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. Did you know that the sewer line that runs from your house underneath your front yard is your responsibility until it connects to the city sewer? Your sewer line can get clogged by tree roots or it can crack or break or collapse because it's old or the ground shifts over time. If your sewer line gets really clogged, it can cause sewage to back up into your home. You do not want that. If you have a sewer or drain problem, better call Bonfi. Save $150 off an intensive sewer line cleaning when you tell the folks at Bonfi Royce sent you.